0: Culture and Psychology with Tavana. Our warm hello to our Radio BombDot listeners. Uh, today, I'm sitting with Dr. Alexandradi, one of my colleagues and friends from uh, Tavana organization. Tavana is a nonprofit organization supporting kids, adults, and especially youth that they need any kind of psychological or cultural support. Our organization is all about psychology, but also we believe culture is a big part of a person. So we always bring culture into our treatments. And you can visit our website, www.thetavana.com. (laughs) na.com <laughs> <laughs> thank you okay. uh, yeah so tavana in farsi means uh, uh, in english i'm sorry tavana is a farsi name <laughs> tavana means capable uh, so we picked this name because uh, we wanted to tell everyone you are capable you can change and so um we're sitting here today and we were thinking about conversing um, regarding the socializing because after pandemic, the issue that now is everywhere is who is vaccinated, who is not vaccinated, Uh, even if we are vaccinated can we hug, can we get together, can we eat together, there's so many different ways that we can communicate. But I know CDC has great guidelines. So we really want our listeners to follow those guidelines. But we talk about the psychological part of the socializing today. And I want to welcome Dr. Andrade to our program. Uh, And I know he wants to say something in uh, Farsi, maybe.
1: Yes, thank you, uh, Dr. Ma- Saide Malakavzali. I want to say shalom and happy Narus to our, our listeners uh definitely excited to talk about this idea i think uh, it kind of came up in in, as we were mentioning earlier just how much we uh, you know miss socializing and how much we're looking forward to socializing and like you said too with the cdc guidelines being that uh last i I looked at least uh, a couple days ago that if you are vaccinated you're able to get together indoors without mask i think that was my last understanding of it Uh, And so I think it it opens up the opportunity to be able to engage a little bit more. And something I've been hearing from people is, I haven't socialized in so long. I, I've almost forgotten how to do it. So I, I think it's great that we can talk about, you know, what's post-pandemic socializing look like. Um, some things may return. Some things may be different uh, for, uh, you know, the forebe- foreseeable future. So um, yeah, I think definitely talking with listeners about some different ways to kind of socialize. And I think the other big piece to this too is just being open that to the idea that whether it's a person's vaccinated or not each individual may have different levels of comfort with how they socialize. And so really trying to be kind of respectful and thoughtful of that, just because we're comfortable doing it doesn't mean somebody else is. Uh, And so it's something that I think we're taking a little bit more caution to than we maybe have ever done before. Um, But it's in service of somebody's health, as well as even just what feels comfortable for them. I think it can be kind of overwhelming to somebody if you know you're like no you know you got to give me a hug or yeah I miss you give me a hug and and them not feeling comfortable uh you know that could probably negatively impact the relationship in some way so uh this I think this conversation is so that we can enjoy each other again and connect and, and come together but I think it's also something we have to do very thoughtfully so that we can continue to come together versus it be well yeah you know I hung out with uh, Alex and you know he was trying to hug me so I'm not going to see him uh, anytime soon so yeah hopefully our listeners can can take some good ideas uh, from this too
0: sure and i, I also think that uh uh online uh, communication is gonna continue because I hear in some organizations, they're gonna change their setup with maybe two days of uh, staff going to work Mm -hmm. and then divide them into different groups. So every day the office is open. So maybe the first two days in every department, certain number of people go the second day. So the departments are going and they're open but they divide the staff into two different days and then the rest of the time, like three days or four days, other staff is there at home and they're working from home. I think the workplaces are going to probably start planning differently, maybe not as strictly from working from home, but they're going to be different. I think life for a while is going to be different. It's hard to imagine to get back to where it was immediately, obviously. And we see that even in, um, like even in communities that they all are vaccinated, they still are hesitant to get together at home if there are more than 10 people. I know there are some people who act differently. They get together in larger groups. But I personally, among people that I know, I see that hesitation of being inside and still, you know, Um, being cautious, even though they're vaccinated. So I feel like outside gathering is going to stay popular, uh, because people feel more comfortable. There are people who have been vaccinated for the first time. So they're still very conscientious and very careful, because as um, I've heard 80%, uh, they're going to be um, safe for not really getting into this very bad situation, but they're only uh, probably immune around 40%. So still, they have to be cautious. But talking about communication, um, I feel like, you know, a lot of communication, a lot of connection is through, you um, you know, FaceTime or any, um, you know, uh, sources of communication online, that could be in some ways easier to express yourself, uh, but also in some other ways, because you can see each other's faces and you can still see your emotions uh, somehow, or, you know, body language, Um, but I feel like in some cases, maybe it's easier for people who are beginning to know each other to, uh, communicate. And in other ways I can see is even maybe they're more nervous about that because, uh, you know, I don't know. How do you feel about that? Dr. Andrade?
1: Well, I think it's, uh, one of the things I've noticed, uh, as you're out, you know uh, it's hard to really connect with people with mask on. So you you can't. There's not much conversation I think that can be had um, if you're meeting somebody new and they have a mask. And so I mean I've I've heard uh, people joke, you know, like oh you know uh, you know you have beautiful eyes, but it's like everybody has nice eyes with a mask on, you know. <laughs> and so uh, it's just you know what are those ways that we connect now? Uh, and and so yeah, via video, it may be a little bit more. Uh, you could see. More more, you can engage more, express a little bit more, and so I think I think that's going to be something that's very different in in that way. Is how do we connect with new people, as well as how do we connect with uh, uh, you know established people? Um, I, I mentioned uh, yesterday. Um, I recently come from a, a trip out of town and a place uh, 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 that's more open than California is, and. I actually found people willing to engage. And so like being at a restaurant, kind of even just sitting across a, a table from others or a, at a bar and people just wanting to interact. And so uh, even just people saying, you know, I, I feel like even the, the, the typical conversation of, hello, what's your name? You know, where are you from? What do you do? Um, that was kind of secondary to like, we're out. Like, look, <laughs> like we're 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 living, we're celebrating, we're doing something. Uh, so I think people are excited about it in that way. Uh, yeah, it's just... Uh, uh, it's it's different right now in that way where we've had to contend with you know video connections of a you know, way of connecting. But I think people want to connect in person too at the same time. And I think the big question for me or one of the ones that I've seen that kind of comes up is, you know, how do we greet people when we meet with and, you know, how do we do that in a way that's respectful that the other people are comfortable with? Um, As well as, you know, uh, again, for health reasons too, I've seen actually people extend their hand for a handshake and people say like, no, I don't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Where, you know, previously before pandemic, if somebody did that, they would think they were extremely rude and be like, oh, okay, you're not going to shake my hand well, yeah, I don't really want much to do with you. And so um, now it's something where that may be what the person's comfortable. With. And so having to connect in different ways. And, and we've talked a little bit before about, you know from our respective cultures and backgrounds uh, in Mexican uh, American culture, Like when you come to a party or an event, you have to like go around and hug and kiss everybody. And so now we're we're doing a lot less hugging. Um, and you know, even just, you know, kind of waving this kind of like hi, like from a distance, almost like, hi, I can't touch you. Hello, how are you? Mm -hmm. Um, but but even that can still be meaningful and and maybe is a new way that we're gonna be connecting.
0: No, that's totally true. Even in Persian culture is exactly the same. Somebody Mm -hmm. walks into the room Mm -hmm. and there are a bunch of people, everybody stands up. uh, greet the person and the person goes around kisses everybody shake hands with everybody and now it's different you know the gathering probably especially I think among the older people and those that they have some conditions they're going to be more careful from now on I would say because before I Never knew that flu in every society and every country has been killing large number of people like in United States, I heard somewhere around 40 to 50,000 people every year passed away from the flu when you get old and your body cannot fight uh, with the flu, you may get pneumonia and then that could be the cause of death. So this year I heard it was very, very few people that they had affected by flu and past. So that tells you that how you can prevent death, especially in older people by wearing masks and distancing and not getting close. So in that regard, I'm really happy that this is happening and it's giving us some sort of warning that maybe what we were doing, it was a little, um, to me, unconsiderate because, or maybe because we didn't have the knowledge maybe, but now when I think I go, oh my gosh, you know, there's so many older people in the community, in the families, um, In the gatherings, that uh, they're they're embarrassed to say, "Hey, I don't want you to hug me or or shake hands," and they're so kind that they hug you, they kiss you. But we may pass on our cold to them, and our cold could be, uh, you know, very um, you know severe issue for them. So I think that is gonna continue. The you know, careful and cautious, um, cautiousness, um, but also. I feel like there are some hugging missing. Um, it's so hard, though. It's, it's hard. hard. Yeah,
1: I, uh, I, I seen some good friends and, you know, they told me before I seen them, they, they weren't going to hug me. And I was like, that's totally fine. I really respect that. Like, I understand. And then as soon as I seen them, they're like, I, I got to give you a hug. And I was like, okay, you said you weren't, you know, and so, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's not something I, I try to be very thoughtful. I, I don't want to impact anybody I care about in that way where they get sick or uh, feel uncomfortable. Um, so, you know, it, it's tough though we're, we're so used to that it's 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 a, an expression of connection of friendship uh so to to not do that it's just it's I mean we we grew up most of our lives doing that so to not do that it's just it's so different in that way so yeah, yeah even like with my 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 parents like I give them this weird half hug like it's like we hug but we don't and so it's, it's <laughs> yeah. so strange because
2: it's like yeah. that's what you're, you do
0: you're far from each other but you um <laughs> lengthen your hands your arms and then you just kind of on the side you hug someone yeah Yeah, i I get it and especially in persian culture many um, people from other culture when they see people from our culture hugging kissing it's so funny because like french uh, people they only put one side of the face and then they hug each other but in our culture we have to do both sides Mm. and in some other cultures three times you know <laughs>
1: more, so, exposure, huh? more Triple, exposure tripling but... the exposure uh yeah. with, with the greetings but right. yeah you know, it's hard it's hard
0: so it's uh yeah that's uh that's another uh outcome of the pandemic that we have to figure out how to work on that and how yeah. to Get used to it we got to a break we come back to continue our conversation about socializing شونگان عزیز رادیو بام داد من به همراه همکارم دکرا رادی امروز در خدمتون هستیم وگه صدای ما رو به زبان انگلیسی میشننویم ما روزهای شنبهو یک شنبه اعت دوده ظهر تا یکی بعد از ظهر در خدمتون هستیم امروز راجب آم سوشالایزینگ که اتفاقاتی که میفته همدیگر رو میبینیم چطوری بعد از این کرونا و پندمیک با هم روبرو رو میشیم ما در های مختلف میبینیم که به اصلاف فرهنگشون این آدت هاشون به صورتیه که ممکنه همدیگر رو با روبرو شدن با بغل کردن با روبوسی کردن مواجه میشن مثل فرهنگ خودمون و اینها تغییراتیه که اتفاق افتاده بعد از کرونا و ما راجع این امروز داریم صحبت میکنیم برمیگردیم در خدمتون هستیم از شرکت توانا با دکتر اندراده امروز دکتر راکرز که یکی دیگه از همکارانمون هستش مسافرت هستش و ما با دکتر اندرادی فقط هستیم در استودیو back with Dr. Andrade and we are talking about socializing. Um, Dr. Andrade I was reading an article um, about um, someone who was saying um, it is really really hard to think about being around people again. One of the things that struck that person as he expresses himself says I think about the possibility of someday again being in like a crowded room with other people without a mask on. Um, so there are people who are in that uh, situation where they can't even imagine being in a crowded room without wearing masks. And I was reading how this person was expressing uh, himself. And there are a lot of us um, in the same boat, probably. Um, and um, we've been forced to be, um, a social, you know, and um, at least in physical terms. So for a year now, we have been cautious, and we've been separated. We've been very careful. Now that it's time to eventually, you know, start socializing, there's a lot of question. I know there were people who were meeting weekly as a socializing group, meeting at the restaurants or their people who had meetings, um, maybe monthly or weekly. So many of these organizations or these groups now are meeting online. And thinking of going back to normal seems, uh, you know, changing their habits again. And this habit that we got into was out of despair, was out of, you know, being scared, uh, apprehended about, you know, catching the virus. So now things are going to be different again.
1: I agree. And I think that's the tough thing is for it's going to be a very individualized kind of experience in regards to how do we reinitiate that socializing and it can definitely relate to even how people their level of of comfort and socializing before this, and it may be different and it may be related to, um, you know, COVID and health. It can be related to experiences they've had personally with uh, uh, obtaining COVID or family members uh, catching COVID. Um, Also, I I think uh, I think one of the things that can be kind of tricky, too, is there can be some connection with anxiety associated with this, whether it was something that was there before or something that's there after. And we do know with anxiety, a lot of times, it can really make it difficult to do those things that you're wanting to do. And we know that if you, uh, for example, say it's uncomfortable socializing, if you avoid that, it does reduce your anxiety. But it tends to kind of build up. So it makes it even more and more difficult. So when you do have to do that, so uh, as you mentioned earlier, you know some people possibly having to return to work on a part-time basis, uh, that may be something where they find that can be very anxiety-provoking for them. So to, to do that in social settings can feel even, even more anxiety-provoking, something they avoid completely. So I think the question is not whether you socialize or not, or whether you interact with people or not, but maybe more how do you do that? What could be some of the ways that you see yourself socializing? So, for example, if it's in a small group of you know three to four people, if it's in you know out, outdoors. Luckily in California, you know it's it's spring. Uh, I think soon or coming up or it's here, I'm not sure. <laughs> I know the time change happened, uh, but you know it, it's warmer weather, so you know to get. Uh, together outside isn't going to be too much of an ask in that way. We may find that you know some people aren't willing to do that or wanting to get together in other ways. But I think it's, it's being able to identify first for yourself what feels comfortable for you and, and seeing what that feels like. And what I mean by that is rather than say, oh, I can't even envision that I'm not going to do it, that's can potentially be that anxiety telling us that we can't do that, that that's not going to be comfortable, comfortable at all. But if we were to say, well, what's, what seems comfortable for me, let me try that. Let me show myself. Let me see what that feels like. And you may still want to wear the mask and still do the distancing. But again, it's one of those things. If you say, well, I can't do that, or I won't do that, that can end up limiting you more than kind of allowing you to see what you're actually comfortable with. But Again, it's it's tricky because you know what's that going to look like for each individual person. Uh, there may be some people, and I, I've even heard it during the pandemic who they haven't really interacted at all uh they haven't really left their house they haven't done those things even grocery shopping they haven't even done that so uh, again i think it's the tricky thing is it's going to maybe be harder for those individuals um versus uh, others who've done some of those everyday things that they kind of needed to do uh i think the the important thing is i would say don't be overly hard on yourself don't be critical of yourself for feeling uncomfortable about this but at the same time I think we can't live in fear in a way where we say we're not going to do anything necessarily.
0: Uh, The spring has come on Saturday of the 20th. Uh, So that's how the neuros begins. So we are in a spring. I was going to say our brain brain has been used to the isolation. Um, And it's not surprising that many of us might be feeling socially rusty. We have all... Uh, experience in varying extent uh, the loneliness and social isolating uh, during the pandemic. So two things that uh, can be linked to cognitive decline in a specific ways I was thinking was um, people with the smaller and less complex social um, networks tend to have a smaller amygdala You know what I mean? It's just so interesting that the brain's emotion processing center, um, chronic loneliness can affect levels of hormones associated with the stress and social bonding. So when you even think about these things that happen in our brain, you know, how we get used to something and then how our brain starts, you know, changing. The muscles in our body changes. I mean, all these things... um, go through the change. And then a year of this practices and experiences is long enough to make drastic change in our brain, in our body. Um, so now we are talking about socializing, which involves all of these, the emotions, the muscles, the you know, the experiences we had within a year. And then we don't know even in different people how this has been affecting them because they may have a dead person in their family because of this pandemic. They may have a close friend or family members who maybe is not living with them that is past, but maybe, you know, very close family members. I know of people from distance that they have passed that through my friends I've heard or through a family member. So I think it's gonna affect them even more so. We've been fortunate enough, we didn't have anybody close to us. As I know you or Dr. Rockers and myself, but we hear from people um, that from distances that they had family members who had passed. So I think the effect on them is going to be drastic, and how they're going to face with this socializing is even more, um, you know, questionable.
1: Yeah, and you're, you're. I I agree in the sense that it's going to be difficult for those individuals to probably make sense of it as well as even to kind of feel comfortable enough to engage again in that way. Um, and and I don't, I don't think that means that we have to avoid those things. For example, I, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, there's, you know, sometimes people have a family member who passed away in a car accident, and sometimes they'll feel uncomfortable in a vehicle for a while, but they get to a point where they realize that it's okay that they do those things again. It's okay that they drive and they don't uh, continue to avoid that. Um, and so I think it's knowing that we've been through those things, it's going to impact us, while at the same time saying, well, what does this mean for us? And what does this mean for our life? Because I think it can come from a place of, of fear, unnecessary fear of avoiding and distancing that could end up having uh, really uh, detrimental impacts on an individual. We know that as people we're social creatures and so to isolate and to disconnect from others uh, tends to do more harm than good especially long term in that way so again i think it's it's trying to socialize and connect in a way that you feel comfortable knowing that It's going to be a process for you. It's going to be something that you you don't have to know going into, but just start kind of slowly in that way. Start with what feels comfortable for you versus uh, kind of being more rigid with it and saying, nope, I can't do it or nope, I'm never going to do it again or I can't ever do it again. It's what feels manageable for you.
0: As psychologists, we know that we have a range of people from uh, our client. We hear that there's some that they have a very difficult time starting socializing, but also we know that there are concerns about the school children um, who have fallen out of the sink uh, with socializing. And um, during the uncertainty time their brain must have been even affected even more so so I'm just thinking the refining neurons um, connectivity for them has been drastically you know affected so um, I think for the parents who have children at home their life and their socializing has changed also so we know that there is a huge you know effect socially in our communities the um you know effect of the pandemic you know we're talking about you know people that they have changed their workplaces they have even sit at home with their kids to help them with the schooling and now if the school starts it's going to be again a change for the children a change for parents Um, you know and then the worry that parents have about any kind of connection that the kids are going to start to have i think um life is going to be a lot um you know different moving forward you know but we don't know how we can we can hear from our clients that how they feel and i know there is a big range between different people some they're very easily um, i mean they are easy in going back to um, normal there are people who have a hard time. And we know in psychology, there are people who are introvert, there are people who are extrovert, those that are introvert, maybe they're more comfortable staying the way they are, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and they enjoy not socializing. And there are people who are dying to get together to go back to their social life. And there are some that they're just wondering in between, you know, what do I do? Do I, are we going to go back to where we were? But for myself, being a social person and extrovert, I feel like I am trying to find a balance between the two, you know, because I love socializing and I love also to have my time um, to do whatever I want to do. So maybe actually that brings the thought that, You know, now I can actually experience a different lifestyle, which is a balance, you know, uh, working from home some days, working from uh, office some days, seeing people online and seeing people in person, uh, socializing maybe in a different way, mostly outside, uh, enjoy the fresh air and gathering in a simple way. Uh, the simplicity is something that I definitely enjoy more, you know, just, uh, you know, just be simple and, mm-hmm. and uh, meet people in a casual way.
3: That's
1: a great point you make too. I think the idea that, and I always encourage this people that, you know, we can always kind of explore New ways that we can be. We we don't need something to happen in order for us to do that. But if something does, let's use it. Let's use it for our growth. Let's use it in a positive way. The pandemic has happened. It's happening. Uh, you know, we can say, you know, what we have to, you know, what we've had to adapt to and what we've had to adjust to. But we can also ask ourselves what do we want to do? How do we want to be? That's, that's something I'm hearing from a lot of people. And it, yeah, I've even reflected on myself, like, what are those things that I've been wanting to do in my life that this last year, you know, as we haven't been able to do much, um, you know, it's really brought to the forefront. Um, so I think it comes back to that idea, you know, how do we want to be in our life? What's that new balance that we can develop for ourselves, And how can we kind of try to, to grow and develop that in a way that feels congruent with, you know, what we've been through and, 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 most importantly, where we want to go in those healthy ways.
0: We are going to give a short break and come back to end our conversation. Shan Vandaganazi said, Radio Bomb Dot Man, Baham Raham Koram, Doctor Andro Dembrus, that had my two and has team. I guess the day Radio Bomb Dot Mishnavin, Hoyishm Konam, Be Kasaniki Mumkina as Barnamee, Rabban Shinasi Bizaboning Gilisi, سبهره ببرن ازشون دعوت کنین به برنامه‌مون توجه کنن ما روزهای شنبه یه شنبه از ساعت 12 تا 1 بعد از ظهر به همراه دکتر اندرادی و دکتر راکرز در خدمتتون هستیم و در مورد تاپیک‌های مختلف روانشناسی صحبت می‌کنیم برمیگردیم و قسمت آخر برنامه‌مون رو ادامه میدیم back with uh, Dr. Alexandrade. Uh, and today we talked about socializing after pandemic, which is a big thing in our um, circle of psychologists meeting different people from range of people who really have a, a very strict Uh, rules of not meeting people and we have a range of people who don't wear masks who don't believe in vaccination so we meet so many different people and that's why we wanted to open this conversation and if our listeners are among any of these groups they can listen to us and uh, we talk about the um adjustability, the slowly coming back to socializing. We talked about different types of people, view different things, but the reality is that the issue is very serious. So we need to be consci- cautious, we need to be concerned about our elder elderly in the family. Uh, this year we know that the flu was the least of ever. Um, And the death was the least since uh, the cautiousness of people wearing masks, not uh, kissing, not hugging. Um, So we don't know if this is going to continue because I'm sure the children would love to hug their grandparents. Grandparents are there for the grandchildren to come in their arms and enjoy the love and that connection. And unfortunately, I feel like for children was a huge effect, um, not really being able to hug their grandparents, I have family uh, members that they have grandchildren and they were talking about their grandchildren wondering standing within a distance from their grandparents imagine and they were just apprehended and standing with big eyes looking to see if they're welcome to be hugged or not and then they go no 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 stay away you know I mean we went through such things uh, and uh, stories and I'm sure there are going to be books and uh, stories written about this you know even (laughs) In each of us have probably a story of this year. Yesterday, actually, our family were together outside, of course, for Norus, And one of my nieces was uh, talking about uh, the way they they um, actually went to Canada during pandemic and what they faced um, at the border. And it was just the story by itself. They were just going there to meet the newborn in the family, um, in Canada. And, uh, it was just a very interesting story with challenges they faced. And then the two weeks that they were in a separate place, um, quarantining uh, until they could meet the the family and the newborn baby so I mean each of us if we uh, start talking about what we went through we have a story to share and our client come to us with different stories and then we are friends um, talking about their grandchildren or or our young generation talking about their kids, um, you know, not going to school, having so many challenges with the kids at home. Uh, but then gradually, they learn by experience how to deal with the school of their children at home with online programs, how do they deal with their meeting their friends outside in the parks and in different places. So I think it was a It was a day-to-day learning and facing the challenges and acting based on the, um, you know, experience we each learned.
1: Yeah. And I think related to that, one of the things that it's so valuable to remember, I think for, for a lot of the parents out there, and it's something that has always stuck with me, the idea that, you know, children are so adaptable children are so flexible and adaptable. Now, that doesn't mean that they're not impacted. That doesn't mean that it it doesn't change things. And it it doesn't mean it can be challenging. But children are so flexible and malleable. And they can they can, you know, I mean, I think just the online learning is a great example of that. I mean, so many kids took to that in ways that people probably, you know, probably (laughs) in ways that were a lot harder than for adults. And so I think remembering you know, and focusing on the strengths of your child or strengths of children in their adaptability to that process versus, you know, uh, the struggles they've had, Um, you want to acknowledge that too, but you also want to focus on that strength. And, you know, uh, it's the resiliency that they you've maybe seen in them at a time where, uh, you know, resilience and endurance is is so difficult and challenging. And, And so hopefully, this is something uh, along those lines we can all look back on and have a story about and maybe have you know, been challenged while similarly, you know, grown in, in some healthy ways with it. Uh, it this is going to leave a mark on on us uh, in some way. Um, and hopefully it's one that doesn't just come with hurt and sadness, but one that comes with growth and opportunity. Um, and so it's, it's going to be different for everybody, of course. But I think it's also so important to recognize, you know, that we're you know we're we're trying to be resilient in any way we can especially kids they have so much resiliency they've they're so adaptable uh, there's so much strength in children so much wisdom in children sometimes i think it's so important for for adults to to pay attention to that
0: I like what you said, Dr. Andrade, the resiliency, the flexibility, adaptability of children, and even adults, as we talked about the different range of um, clients that we have from people who are um, apprehended to even start socializing to people who have already started going out and being in the crowd. But uh, the fact that the children are adaptable and flexible, I think we as adults, we can learn from children. And uh, that was a great point you mentioned. There's so much wisdom in the way children behave that tells us that as we put layers after layers with the experiences that we have learned, we just feel like oh my gosh, you know, there was one day that I was that child with the flexibility, adaptability, and how I can learn from them and try to address and ad- adapt with the environment and with the way things are some of us are better in adapting and some of us are not again I want to go back it goes back to the mindset if we have growth mindset we definitely adapt and adjust uh, immediately because if we don't we're going to miss something you know we're going to feel we are behind the experiences has shown people who adapt and adjust themselves quickly they're the ones that enjoy life more because if we sit back and we see what is coming to us rather than just adopting ourselves to what has come to us i think we are more in control of our life and enjoy more
1: I totally agree. And I think one of the, the things that allows that to happen for children, I always encourage this in adults, it's the idea of creativity and play. And I think as adults, we, we we lose that a lot. We focus on what we need to do and what we should do. But I think it's one of the things that allows us to endure and to enjoy life in that way. And so just to, even as adults to think, you know, what are those things that what are those ways that i can be creative what are those ways that i can play and yeah maybe it doesn't look like going to the park or you know being on the swings or anything like that uh, but uh, even just being able to go for a walk being able to play a game being able to um just you know draw to to you know write to write a poem to read a poem uh, just something that allows us to be creative in some way uh, i think allows us to get into one of the things one of, one of the many ways that children are able to be so adaptable in that way Um, I I, you know I I just one of the the thoughts came to mind it's like when you buy a kid a, a gift and it gets shipped in a box and then they play with the box and you know you're like that's not the gift you know it's like but but they can make it something fun and something enjoyable and I think as adults you know we just see a box and so it's like what else can we see with those things uh, that we have in our everyday life. I don't think we have to spend money to be creative. I don't think we have to go out of our way. I think there are opportunities around us all the time. It's just being able to try to see those around us.
0: No, absolutely. And I know, we know in the psychology of children, we have learned that children are happy, even as you said with a the box, they can, <laughs> they can just uh, think that this box is a car. And with that car, <laughs> they can just create a beautiful an hour maybe sometimes of a great play with the box but it's us that we always come up with uh, things that maybe we feel as you said it's so important to learn from the wisdom of how we see the wisdom of the, the children's behavior there's always a wisdom in that that they make themselves happy with something that maybe is a cartoon, is a box, is a, um, and why not for us, uh, you know, just creating something simple, but creating something fun out of that. Um, So like talking about that, uh, and as I told you that I like the simplicity of what I've learned during this time, because you can just go to the park, It's not like creating a big feast for people to come and meet. You just go to the park with nothing. Just sit there and talk, sit there and uh, enjoy the uh, nature. You know, there's so many things we can appreciate. I think Sacramento has a beautiful nature. One of the things that we have to appreciate is all these beautiful trees, trees. the river, um, you know, our surrounding, there's so much beauty in that rather than, um, you know, staying um, within just the thought of negativity and worry. And I know we come from different you know, situations and psychologists are there to support. And and we have seen all of that. But our recommendation to our listeners is just find even little things like children do uh, from nature. Because I know as a human being, we forget that we are part of the nature. We see all other species, we see all trees and plants. We know they're part of the nature. We forget that we are part of that nature too. And we have to really, um, you know, remind ourselves that there's so much in little things that we have forgotten that we have. And it's in our access and we can have easily access to them that we can enjoy and, um, you know, just be out there to uh, have a good time.
1: And I think in, the, in that regard relates to socializing too. It's, you know, think about what that is. It, you know, it can be that, oh, I have to interact with people. Oh, I have to, you know, have a stimulating conversation. No, what about it being an opportunity to, play music and to catch up with people and to to learn something, you know, uh, to, to hear about somebody's experience. Um, so if we focus, I think, on the positive aspects of socializing, of being able to come together, of being able to, to hear a, another person, not even just what am I going to say? I think instead, like, what what can I hear from another person uh, being able to, you know, listen to music, being able to dance, uh, to be able to do those things that, that allow it that, you know, we, we, we miss in socializing with others. Um, I always, whenever I socialize with somebody, I'm always uh, attentive to, to, what i'm learning that's new i always like to learn stuff that's new when when talking with people and so I'm, I'm trying to listen for things i don't know not in a way of like oh do i know that do i know that but just something that can add to me in that way um you know of course i want to share things i know too but i find like if i'm if i'm hearing if 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 i'm listening for things that i don't know i'm, I'm more attentively listening i'm more engaged in that way and i'm, and I'm less focused on how I'm coming across or what do these people think about me. Um, and so I think that can be something that if we're focusing on kind of what we can can get from that exchange, um, e- as well as even how we can play with, you know, dancing and music and, and sharing stories. Uh, like you said, it sounds like even uh that uh, uh having that get together and people saying, oh yeah, we went to Canada, this happened, this happened. And they'll give, you know, uh, uh, some people get really animated with their 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 tales of what they went through and it engages you. It, it's, it's nice to be able to have that exchange in that way.
0: Right. And uh, you talked about the mu- music. I mm-hmm. think music is a huge uh, sign of uh, or reason for um, you know, make yourself happy because you can, with music, you can go to, um, the sadness part of you or the sad memories, but with good music and happy music, you can dance, you can just uh, move. And I, we know that people had done so many creative things. I know friends that they have, uh, painted beautiful paintings i know people who have exercised by walking every day eating healthy um finding their balances so there's so many good stories positively that you hear there's so many books that they have been read um there's so many uh great films that they've been watched by people sitting at home. So there's so many good things that people share that they've been doing. And I know in our profession, we've seen so many sad stories, so many um, people that they've gone through so much. And that's where we are with the range of people from all over. But we really want to tell our listeners, challenge yourself, see what you can learn, see what you can do that brings more balance to your life. And also we can't just inject happiness, but the way you can make yourself happy is try to listen to happy music. Try to get um, involved with something that gets your time um, more productive. So you can actually control your life by making Um, bringing happiness to your life. So the control is within us, we can sit at home, think of all the negativity and negative stories that brings us down, but also Uh, The other side is thinking of all these other positive things we can do. We can produce, we can, um, you know, have better productivity in our life. However or wherever we are in our life, there are ways to make things change in a positive way. But it's all about us doing that. So with that, you know, we are to the end of our program And um, we're going to have a very short break and come back to end our program for today. Okay, we're back, Dr. Andrade. And if you would just uh, say your last statement and we say goodbye to our listeners.
1: Thank you. I want to just let listeners know that it's probably going to be different. It, it should feel different. I mean, things are different now. Uh, and so just being understanding and compassionate with yourself that this may not feel like it used to. Um, I, I don't think we have to know forever. And what I mean by that is sometimes people say, well, it's never going to be the same. Well, we can't know forever. We can't know what it's going to feel like in a year from now or 10 years from now. It feels the way that it feels now, but also, you know, what does it mean to try to engage in the way that you want to? Well, of course, as I mentioned, kind of being respectful and thoughtful about what other people feel like. So, um, yeah, definitely something to be thoughtful about, but you don't want to... You don't want to overanalyze it. You don't want to say it is going to be this or this is how it is. Uh, We can't know until we try to do those things and start small, start small in ways that maybe feel comfortable for you. And when I say comfortable, that doesn't mean that they feel great necessarily. It's it's being able to recognize it. Maybe doesn't feel as comfortable as it used to, but it doesn't have to be painful or uncomfortable necessarily. So that would be my my recommendation. What about uh, for you, Dr. Dr. Malikasali, what, uh, what would you want to tell our listeners?
0: Excellent what you said, Dr. Andrade. I just want to say um, the new year, No Roos is uh, beginning of a spring, the rebirth of nature. So mm-hmm. let's uh, start fresh. Let's uh, start things new. Let's see what is it that you want to do that you always wanted to do and something prevented you of not doing because there's no prevention. I think things that you want to do, if you really have had that in your mind for a long time, you can start finding ways to do it. So if it's positive, you always wanted to learn to play a musical instrument, get information how you can uh, start doing that. Fortunately, nowadays, you don't need even Uh, instructor uh, face-to-face or pay to an instructor you can go to YouTube and find lessons Mm -hmm. for free so even that is not the barrier anymore the the barrier is always us Mm -hmm. so I just want to say again happy Noroos happy new Mm -hmm. year and uh, just As nature is starting fresh and new, start fresh and new with what you want to do and who you want to be, it's never late. And in in our uh, culture, we have a saying that says, um, That means, um, you know, whenever you catch the fish, it's fresh. So that means, uh, you know, start whatever you want to do. It's not late. That's yeah. the whole idea of the saying. So with that, I want to say goodbye with Dr. Andrade. We miss our other friend, Dr. Rockers today. But hopefully next week, we all are going to be here together and we talk about another topic. So goodbye to uh, everyone. Have a rest of the um, weekend, um, wonderful weekend. And also have a great week ahead of you.
3: تنها باشم تنها بمیرم دیگه از درد و غم بگیرم برم پیدا کنم یه جای خلبت بشینم عشق بریزم تا بیامن برم پیدا کنم جوی خاطرت اشک بریزم تا جوابم بروی
2: اگه بشی خونت خرابه
3: چرا دل تا اینقدر سر بزیری به ای دردم سیری چرا گلمی خاری با یه گشاره صحر شد تو هنوز چشماد بیداره چرا گلمی خاری با یه گشاره صحر شد تا هنوز ششمات بیداره برو به خواب که
2: وقت خوابه سلام تو همیشه بی جوابه به تو بی دست و از من نصیحه اگه آشق بشی
3: چرا ایدل توی نات سر بزیري، به, به دامهای نونارد مسیری، چرا گلمی خوری با یه گشاره، زهر شد تو هنوز چشمات بداره، چرا گلمی با یه شاره سهر شد تا هنوز ششمات بیداره
2: Yeah